This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. My name is Craig, some people call me Axe, and on the other mic is Barry. And because this is a very special edition of the pod, we also have JB and Jonathan Macri from Knicks Film School. This is It's a Hard Knicks Film School Life Part 2. All right, guys, let's do this. This is Season 2. Episode 42. This is Randy from Los Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Russ from City Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What up, Barry motherfucking D? What's up, Axe? What's up, dude? And what up to J motherfucking B? <laughs> A little different than our <laughs> intros with uh, Macri, but what's going on? <laughs> what's up? And what up, J motherfucking Macri? I just hope the condom didn't break. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are listening to this, I hope you've already listened to part one of our special... Uh, what are we calling this? Uh... uh what kind of podcast, Macri? I think I called it an unholy love Crossover. child. Yeah, cro- crossing the streams. <laughs> love child. Yeah. Something like that. So basically, we just recorded part one with JB and Jonathan Macri from Nick's Film School. You can get that on their Nick's Film School podcast feed. However, you know, just search for them on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to that one first, and then you want to come back to us for part two on here. Guys, what should we talk about first? How about, Barry, have you found a house yet? What's going on with that? Do, do we have time for a quick story? I promise you it's good. Well, if yeah, it's good, because no, I'm actually be in the same boat, Barry. I don't think we talked okay. about this. So, so we've been looking, JB, you're looking for a house too? Yeah, I just I just sold my house this week. So yeah, go on. Congrats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so I sold mine too. And now, yeah, we're in the you know dire situation of needing to find a house before uh, before the closing date. So we looked at a house the other night and we go down into the basement. It's a finished basement. But it's a little cluttered. And there's these boxes that are piled up. But just behind those boxes, there's this big, like, rectangular structure that's covered in, like, a black canvas. Very tight. It's basically like the size of, like, an outdoor sauna, if you've ever seen one of those. You know, about yeah. ways. Okay. So like that seven, you were looking at this yeah. house for the first time, Barry? We were looking at the house for the first time. You know, our realtor was with us, but the other real estate agent was upstairs while we checked out the basement. <laughs> All right. So there's this big, like, seven-foot-tall you know, by about maybe like a four by four box. And out of the side of it was like a duct coming from there. We had no idea what the hell it was, but again, it was kind of blocked by some boxes. So we moved on, we opened up a closet, which was basically where the boiler was and the heater was, but inside there was another one of these things, just a little bit smaller. It was like six feet tall. And again, in a black canvas zippered thing with a duct <laughs> coming out of it. So my realtor's like, go, go ahead, un- unzip it. So we zip it open, <laughs> marijuana plant inside the thing. And the other one must have had tons of them in there. 
I had thought I smelled a little weed down there. I just figured that they that's where they smoke. Did but you were like, where you're moving? Were you like, we'll take it? Yeah, I didn't see this on the description on the listing, but if this comes with the house. But yeah, crazy. And the next day they were going to have like the actual open house where they're going to have like, you know, lots of people coming through there. And people are going to, I'm sure, be wondering what the hell is in there. <laughs> crazy. And so was the house nice before you got to the marijuana plants? Or? Yeah, the, the outside was awesome, but uh, no, the inside was whatever. We're, we're not getting that house anyway. Great fucking story, Barry. So, <laughs> so you guys still haven't found anything. And how no. much time do you have left? Uh, we fortunately we have till July. All right. Ah, oh, you got all the time in the world. And JB, what's going on with you? Well, we're actually we're selling our house, but we're building a new house. So our time, yeah, our time is kind of stretched out, which means we're going to have an in-between time that we live with the in-laws, which it's funny because just saying like in-laws, it's supposed to be, oh, you know, that's going to be terrible. But, you know, having a six and a three and a half year old and a Nana who like has constant energy to entertain them and then not having to pay a mortgage for maybe two months, it's actually... I'm actually looking forward to this prospect. This is the the point I've reached. <laughs> Do they have an extra bedroom, like JB? Can I can I get in on that action, please? Yeah, no, it's it's just like I said, it's funny. It, like it seems like it's going to be terrible, but I think um, you know, we still got to go through like the home and like I'm I'm on this big like I don't want to jinx anything. I I was already like mad at myself for admitting like, "Oh, we sold this week cuz we we agreed to the offer and we have to go through the inspection and we got to make sure their mortgage comes through. You know, it's like the KD to the Knicks rumors until it's signed and he's wearing a Nick hat and he's saying the Knicks are back like Amari. I'm not going to believe it. Right. But, um, See but yeah, professionalism we're, we're right there, Craig, how he ties it into the Knicks right there. <laughs> Very pro. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was very professional, but the way this whole recording started tonight, not very professional from your. Oh my god! Here we go. <laughs> Listen, I we were, all, I we were all set to we were all set to record all of our mics, and Macri is like, "What do you mean recording to a mic? I'm just talking to you guys on the phone. I have to record something." <laughs> I was and under the impression. I was under the impression that you would be recording on your end. And that all I needed to do was was to talk like I'm like I'm doing right now, but apparently that was not the case. So then, at that point, I was thrown from my game, and <laughs> and um, and hilarity. No, Macri, the best part was how you were talking like out what you were doing. So you know, for the listeners, you got a picture. We're all sitting. You know, I, I don't know if if Barry still records in his bathroom, <laughs> but yes. we're all, we're all sitting in our, you know, various houses and Mac is like, all right, don't worry. I'll figure it out. And he's like, all right. So I got to plug in this cord <laughs> into, no, I got a Jack that I got to play. And we're just all sitting here. Like, and he's uh -oh, like, Craig, this... what is, what did you say? It's called quick time. I listen. And this is by the way, this is by the way, after we've all discussed exactly how we were going to do all this for like a week now. And there were there was a lack of specificity in the discussion. I just wanted that, there, that noted. For there the was a little bit in Macri's defense. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, we're like Macri. You're and then you've got your headphones on. He's like headphones. What are headphones? <laughs> just, and that sounds like an exaggeration, but it really isn't. No, like, how am I going to stick headphones into my phone? The jack is so huge. <laughs> it's like Macri. Don't you have like earbuds? 
Well, but so it's like I, I'm like, um, what's it? I'm trying to think. I'm like a dog. Like you have a dog that has instructions. It could do four things. And if you tell it to do one of the four things, it'll do one of the four things. If you tell it to do a fifth thing, it's going to look at you like you have 10 heads. That's, that's me. I, have, I love you, Macri. Yeah. So I liked when like, you know, we're kind of having obviously fun here, but I liked how like during it, how people would take turns like being polite being like all right maybe we need to just explain it like nicely so like like Barry when you were like asking about the headphones I felt like you were just you know like talking to your grandmother or something like well when you're on the train you know how you'll listen like (laughs) Uh, and thank thank goodness for that otherwise I'd still be um, crouched against my um, outlet here uh, because my phone needed to charge. So, Barry, I owe you one uh, when I wake up without a stick, stiff neck tomorrow. <laughs> you got it. All right, so we should probably talk some Knicks because I know we have at least one or two listeners who get pissed off every time we, we veer off like this. Fuck those Right, people. Barry? Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. That's what we said. <laughs> anyway, dude, guys, lottery coming up next Tuesday. All right? Um, we have JB on thankfully who who knows the ins and outs of the cat better than definitely better than me definitely better than barry i don't know about macri <laughs> yeah, but um jb what are the cap implications depending on where we end up in the lottery one through five as far as who we who we can and can't sign this off season you know yeah. what's what's like the best scenario for, for these lottery well, results when it comes this- to katie and Kyrie? Yeah, this is going to be the nerdy way to try to feel good if the lottery doesn't go our way. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we all know you want the top pick. Who the hell cares what the cap hold is? Um, That's a given, right? But then, but it is true that based on where the cap ends up, there's a three and a half million dollar difference between picking fifth and picking first if you use the you know the rookie skill contract so what happens is right now if the the next draft pick is worth zero dollars it's just a draft pick but once you sign make that pick and then sign the player they have to actually carry a cap hold for this rookie scale amount actually 120 percent of it that fills up your cap space so if you're going to sign Durant and Kyrie and the cap is projected at 109 million and you don't make any other moves, you just do like what you'd expect to do, you know, Moutier's gone, Hazonia's gone, et cetera. And you get the first pick, you're actually like right on the line, if not maybe a little bit short technically to have two max spots um, depending on, you know, what you do with, say, Lance, you know, Lance Thomas, he, he's got a $1 million guaranteed. Some, you know, you can maybe even stretch that. But the point is, it actually gets really close when you get that first pick, which obviously is a problem you're fine having. You'll figure it out. But when you look at some of their decisions they have with, say, like Alonzo Trier, um, you know, Dotson, who's not making a lot. But, you know, they do have a few players that aren't making a lot that you would want to keep. And let's take the number one pick out of it because, you know, who cares what the cap is with that. But if you get like the second or third pick, it does sort of matter that you have that pick instead of a fifth pick because you would have just that much more cap space to maybe fit one more player um, under the cap on top of Durant and Kyrie and your other young players. So did that make sense or did it just put everyone to sleep? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, I was sleeping. <laughs> no, 
No, that makes sense. Let me. I want to get to this voicemail we got from Mike, who actually has a question about Trier and, and the lottery coming up. So maybe you can answer this, JB. Here, take a listen. What's up, guys? This is Mike. Talking about the lottery. If we get number two pick, we pick John Moran. Changes our franchise, right? Great point guard. At least I can see him on the next level being a great point guard. Uh, what do we do with DSJ? I'm thinking we trade him, right? How about getting Bradley Beal? And how do we get him? DSJ, first-round pick maybe, one of Dallas's unprotected. Alonzo Trier, maybe Damian Dock, because I'm not trying to give up Mitch, Frank, or Kevin Knox. If we had to give up Frank, okay. But I think Frank alongside John Morant works out nice. But I'd like to see if you guys talk about contracts like Alonzo Trier, team option, Damian Dotson, how do we sign him, and then put him in a trade package. How would that how would that all work and how would the numbers work? Bradley Beal makes of course twenty plus million. Does anyone want to respond to Mike there? Yeah, so I think like Trier's the most interesting because his team option is June twentieth, the same day of the draft. It's for three and a half million dollars. So to me, if there's no other news leading up to that point, meaning like there's no, you know, they end out trading Frank for a draft pick or, or something like that, and they exercise Trier's option, that tells me that they are confident that they could move Frank, Dennis Smith Jr., someone else to make cap space. Because if they exercise Trier's option and get the first pick, then they, they're not going to have enough space to, to sign, you know, two max guys, you know, keeping everyone else, right? So that's the first thing. If they don't exercise this option, it doesn't mean Trier's gone. It means they can make him a restricted free agent. So there are actually other ways he might obviously end up to be more costly as a restricted free agent, but maybe it gives you more time to decide, you know, what is Durant doing um, to bring him back. Then to a trade, I think Anthony Davis is the example people give. Bradley Beal, you can fill in whoever you want. If the Knicks want to trade for one of those players and maintain having the two max spots, remember, because they have cap space, they don't need to match salaries. They can just trade whoever Washington or New Orleans wants and just take either player in the cap space. But if they want to maintain the two max cap spaces, then they literally would have to trade pretty much everyone else that they have signed with maybe the exception of someone like Mitch because he's making such a little amount. But you're talking Frank, Dennis Smith Jr., Knox, and that draft pick with their cap hold to, you know, to start getting the salary where you you still have that space. So that to me is it, it comes down to Trier to me. His team option gives you kind of an early sign of I think of what what they would do with Frank or Dennis Smith Jr. And then um if you want to trade for one of those players like Beal or Anthony Davis, it comes down to are they are they on top of two max players, in which case it's basically trade everyone else except maybe Mitch. So, or are they one of the max players in which you, you have a little more you know room to work with? Something, something I just want to chime in on this one it, because I, I haven't heard it talked about yet. The, the, the prevailing thought here is that Kevin Durant, um, what, the reason they had to open up the second max slot is because they got wind of the fact that Durant didn't want to come by himself, right? Everybody seems to agree that Durant doesn't want to come to the Knicks by himself. He wants to come with another guy. And I think everybody just kind of assumes, okay, that means that the second guy will be someone they sign in free agency. 
and all the talk has been in regards to Bradley Beal or Anthony Davis is can you fit them in as the third guy? I I think something that we should probably think about also is the fact that, well, you know, let's say that second guy isn't available via free agency. Maybe Durant is still on the table if he comes and is like, listen, I'll sign with you even though, you know, you can't sign another guy in free agency as long as you get that second second guy somehow. So, like, I wonder what Knicks fans would think about, like, all right, we get Kevin Durant, but we also have to trade away, let's just say for argument's sake, um, Kevin Knox, uh, the second pick in the draft, and, you know, maybe like the Dallas unprotected pick um, in exchange for Bradley Beal. Because then what you've done is not only have you used up your your cap space or most of it essentially but you've also given away some of your youth and some of your draft assets is that worth it i mean you know on one hand you're 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 getting kevin durant and and in this case it would be bradley beal out of it but on the other hand you've kind of taken away a lot of your flexibility so i think that's something that that hasn't really been talked about yet but i think is interesting um you know maybe something we keep yeah i mean yeah i mean for me that's the only that's the only time I would be willing to trade some of our youth and some of our players is if, like you said, the only way Durant's willing to come is by getting another star via trade. Um, I wouldn't want to trade anybody to add a third star, you know, and, and slim down our roster even more. I think we've even talked about this in the past. Like, but, but if the only way we can get KD to the Knicks is by acquiring an Anthony Davis if Kyrie decides to stay in Boston or goes to the Lakers or wherever. That's the only time I'd be willing to make some deals trading away Knox, trading away our lottery pick this year, trading away future picks, DSJ, whoever. Barry, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, I hope it doesn't come to the scenario that Macri just you know brought about, whereas if we can't sign a free agent, but we have access to somebody via trade and then we're giving up, you know, players that we normally wouldn't have to because we do have the money. I feel like it's a waste. It's a waste of what the Knicks, how the Knicks position themselves. And and, and I got a, a question just to transition to kind of carrying off of that is, you know, like JB, you know, you talk about like, you know, different scenarios in order to um, you know, keep us underneath the cap by unloading guys, you know, we're, and, and you're, you know, throwing a bunch of names. It's still a 15-man roster. So, you know, what happens in the case of that when you got to make room for these, you know, big money players? Are you just filling the rest of the roster with just guys from the G League and like these small, like one to $2 million contracts at that point? Yeah, I mean, that's the problem is if they go, um, go that route, I mean, yeah, they're just, they have the a lot of people talk about like exceptions, like, oh, they can use salary cap exceptions. Once you drop below the cap far enough to sign these max players, you lose your mid-level exception and your biannual exception, which they lost anyways on Trier. So all they would have left is the room exception around like four and a half, five million dollars and then min, min contracts. So yeah, you're just, you know, we've seen other teams do that where they somehow turn that into a couple decent players. And if you add you know, like someone like Mitch and or maybe like a second round pick, um, at least, you know, you, you might get some value there. But, you know, to your point, it would just be, you know, kind of the bottom of the barrel guys that, that you're able to sign. But, um, you know, that's the position you're in, you know, with, with the salary cap. It's, it's, the, it's that whole, do you get a, a well-rounded team or top heavy? It seems like that's kind of what you're stuck with, unfortunately, if 
you end up getting players in free agency versus getting them when they're, you know, that's why building through the draft has the appeal. You get Zion and maybe he starts to peak in like year three and now he's still on that rookie scale contract rather than getting paid $27 million. And now you really can build a core around him versus having to get him when he's a 10-year vet like Durant where he requires the 35% of the cap and it really puts you in a tough spot. All right, guys, we're going to take this voicemail from Stefan. Take a listen. Hey, dudes, it's Stefan from uh, Orange County, New York. Uh, love the show. Uh, it's my maybe my third time calling in. Um, you know, I was thinking as uh, we get a little bit closer to the off season, Axe Barry, what do you think about this? I'm having a really hard time deciding. Who would you rather have on the Knicks next year? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Or Kemba Walker and Kawhi Leonard? Not as easy a decision as you think. Kind of want to go with Kawhi and Kemba for some reason. I don't know. What do you guys think? Okay, cheers. Go Knicks. <laughs> All right, so so I've, I've been hearing this debate a little on Twitter lately. I'm sure you guys have too, which I find quite funny with that Knicks fans are sort of arguing like, who would you want more, Kawhi or KD? What about Kawhi and KD? Uh, do we want Kemba or Kyrie? For me, like, it's for, it's not up to us, right? <laughs> like, like if, if any of those guys want to come here, I mean, we probably should have our doors open to them. Yeah, it's really going to be about is anybody willing to come here? Um, <laughs> can I just but can I just throw in really quick? Um, I was doing some research for a piece earlier today, and um, at I mean, obviously the playoffs are not over yet, but as of right this second, Kawhi Leonard um, is averaging thirty one points a game in the playoffs while maintaining. A uh, effective field goal percentage of 644. Um, if he finishes the postseason with those numbers, he will be the only player in NBA history um, to have done that. And just to give you guys an idea of like the guys that are even close, um, the other guys who have done 30 points a game and effective field goal percentage over 60%, uh, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem, and um, I have to just barely, just barely with an even point six zero zero effective field goal percentage, uh, one Reggie Miller uh, way back in 92-93. But it was only over four games. The point is, Kawhi Leonard is fucking good. Um, and he's he's 27 <laughs> years old. And, yeah, man, I wouldn't turn down Kawhi and Kemba. Um, they're good. Yeah. Do you have a, you have a preference between those those two? Uh, it's like, let's say that all four. Let's say all four want to come to the Knicks. It's like picking between two harems um, of 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 beautiful <laughs> women, uh, which of course I would say no to both of them because I'm a happily married man. But when you're when you're given such choices, I mean, is there a wrong choice? I I, I don't think there is. Macri, that's a fucking bullshit answer. We want an answer. <laughs> Out of those four players, what what combo do you want? I am I would take KD and I and I say I say specifically I would take KD. I would take KD just to get KD because I think I think KD you could we know KD could be the best guy on a championship team cuz we've seen it. And I know Kawhi Leonard has won a finals MVP. Um, and obviously I just quoted all those numbers and he's like amazing. And I think he could be too, but, um, 
Don't say your answer yet. Everybody, come back to part three, which will be next week, <laughs> to hear Macri's <laughs> second choice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying KD, but I'm even questioning myself. I literally, it literally throw the, the, a the dart. Second, the second one is, is the tough choice for me. Because, yeah, like I like K- – look, they're, they're both great. I like KD over Kawhi, but knowing that we have KD and then you're telling me that Kawhi also wants to come – and Kyrie and Kemba, I, that's that's the harder choice. Who you want alongside? Which I think I would take Kawhi, um, you know, over Kemba and, and Kyrie. Oh yeah, no, I, I didn't think that was a choice. I thought it was either. Oh yeah, no, no. We said out of all four. Oh, out of all four, four, four I'm taking Kawhi yes. and Kawhi and KD, and I'm not looking. Back. All right, great. Okay. All right, guys, this is James from Queens. What's up, Barry? And we got a uh, John over here, I believe. How you guys doing today? I mean, I just wanted to know, are you guys ready for this season? Like, are you ready? I mean, we're over here talking about sometimes Frank's groin. I mean, we're talking about Mitchell Robinson, if uh, if he blocked eight shots. I mean, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, talking about uh, talking about Alonzo Trier getting into fights. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous shit we've been talking about all year. Are you ready to talk about real basketball, like Kevin Durant going 8-8 eight to eight one night or or Frank actually hitting a shot for once. Like, are you guys ready for next season? I want to know. Thanks, guys. Oh, by the way, it's James from Queens. Totally didn't even, like, yeah. All right, bye. First of all, what the fuck was going on at the beginning of that call? I don't know. Did you say it was James people? or James, John? James and Sean or something? <laughs> James and John, and then... Or he wants to know if we're, we're excited to talk about Kevin Durant going eight for eight. Yeah. <laughs> eight for eight. <laughs> from three, maybe. <laughs> for three, yeah, from three, that's it. JB, you ready for uh, to actually spend a lot of time on Nick's film school talking about things that matter? Well, I think, no. Post-game pods, jubilant, right. instead that's of depressed? It. I think that's it, though. It's true. Like, I think we, you know, all of us, right? Like, all the, I'll call them Nick's content creators. Like, there's been a lot of us that have kind of come up in these these few years where, or even longer, where they've been so bad. And it is crazy to think, like, imagine if we all actually had, like, real basketball stuff to talk about. I mean, especially now as we've, you know, this second half of this season going into July, I mean, how many different ways can we talk about, you know, do you want KD and Kyrie? Do you still like Kyrie? I mean, that's the conversation right now as Boston, you know, I I guess is just losing, right? I mean... Yeah, it just, it, it really changes things. I mean, I feel like even the Knicks Film School account has obviously gone away from, I wasn't going to break down film when they were, you know, 15 and 60. And it's like, you know, what am I breaking down at that point? So I kind of focused a lot more on kind of the news aspects because that was it. Like the rumors is kind of kind of it. So I'm definitely excited to kind of switch, switch back where it's actually basketball. Have you guys ever heard the... Macho Man call into the show? The Macho Man? I don't think, I don't yeah, think the Macho, macho Man, man no. calls into our show. I, I don't think I have heard that, no. So, Macri, you're going to take this one. Take a listen. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The Macho Man checking in. Apologize to you guys. I've been on vacation. Bermuda. Bahamas. Hanging out with all the pretty mamas. So, what I want to know is what happens if we don't get a top two pick? No Zion. No Jacques. What happens in that scenario? I don't know. I want your thoughts on it. The definite is a hard next life. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> what the? All right. Fuck? I mean, could you guys understand any of that? I heard. I heard. <laughs> Bermuda, pretty woman, Jamaica, <laughs> number two pick, and jaw. I thought I heard no sign. That's no Barry's jaw. favorite caller, by the way. Oh my god, I can't stand it. It's, and I think it's gotten worse. His impressions actually declined. Um, I'm, so, guys, what do you think? If we don't get the, one of the top two picks, do we do anything? Do we do anything differently? Do we trade away three through five? What are you thinking, um, Macri? So, is are, are, if you're saying if we don't get one of the top two picks, are is there? I'm not. I, this is you're talking a macho man, Macri. So, well, I, I, if you're waiting for me to do some kind of a macho man voice myself, you, you can keep waiting on that one, buddy, because it's uh, that'll be a cold day in hell. Um, <laughs> I, I, my view, and I, I guess this probably doesn't come as a surprise given um, what we talked about on the other half of this uh, podcast on 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 our podcast with my feelings about Zion and everybody else, like. I am so far from sold on any of these guys. Um, it's like, so here's the problem. If the Knicks aren't sold and if like people who like look at these guys for a living, guys, you know, um, who like just all they do all, all season is watch tape and like evaluate prospects. If these guys aren't sold on John Morant and, and RJ Barrett, like why should fans be sold on them? Like I know... Morant does some really special things, like athletically and whatnot, but he has a a shot that probably needs to be rebuilt, and um, he's a god awful defender, um, and he's this you know he's like how how many he's like 160 pounds soaking wet, and then you have R.J. Barrett who throughout the entire season like displayed tunnel vision and wasn't a particularly efficient shooter from any um, area of the floor or in any any type of uh, or in any number of play types it's like these guys have serious flaws like we tip we typically think of like oh the second pick in the draft the third pick in the draft that's great right well not all second and third picks are, are created equally so I mean whether it's a second pick the third pick the fourth pick the fifth pick if I'm the Knicks I'm like I'm exploring every option I'm like waiting for some team to just be like a little bit excited about one of these guys. And, you know, it's like, all right, uh, trade down a few spots and pick up an unprotected future pick. Like, done, sold. Not even thinking twice about it. Give me Brandon Clark or RJ or or Hunter or, um, you know, Darius Garland or one of these other guys. I just, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on these, on these, on these second and third prospects. I'm sorry. Well, plus, I guess I was just thinking as you're saying that, and it kind of picked up. Now, I can't remember what, what part, the two parts you did that you said this, so hopefully people listen to both. But your point about the Knicks and trading is that, you know, everyone thinks they traded Porzingis to create, not just because he didn't want to be here, but because also to create the two max slots. But we also knew leading up to the actual trade that they tried to get Anthony Davis by trading Porzingis. They tried to get De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox. Fox. Yeah. Right? So we already know that if the Knicks had, if some, if those rumored offers came through, they would have gotten a player and not had two max uh, spots the same way. Right? So the idea that if they get the third pick, that they might not trade it for a player 
um, you know, like let's say especially someone like Anthony Davis or something, you know, I think they definitely, I think the second the lottery ends, you know, especially if they end one or two, they're going to at least check in with New Orleans because um, I don't think they're just going to wait. You know, I, I think that if, if it ends up being Anthony Davis and Durant or something like that, like, I don't think it's so much we're just going to give Durant his choice. I think they're going to say, if we can get a guy we want, we're going to get him um, whatever way we can get him. Obviously, knowing Durant would be the one space that you're leaving open. And and if I could just jump in one more thing on that, I think the best case scenario for the Knicks is if they end up um, one or two or however many picks ahead of the Suns. Um, obviously, they don't get the first pick, but let's say the Knicks get the second pick or the third pick, and Morant is on the board, and they could extract some significant asset out of the Suns and the Suns' own pick um, this year. Like to me, that would be that would probably be the best case scenario because knowing how that or I mean, granted, they seem to be doing things a little bit smarter of late. Um, with the way they, they just hired Bauer, I guess, from uh, the guy out of Detroit. But um, that would be my that would be my hope. We'll see. And, and we know that we and we know the value Perry, Perry's been getting in these drafts. So yeah. even if we draw have to drop from if we, even if we drop from three to five or three to eight, you know he's gonna try you know he's gonna probably get someone good there. Yeah. By the way, um can we there's thirty two one 30 seconds left in the Boston game. Boston is currently losing by 25 uh, points. Can we do a 1-2-3 Cancun That's when the final buzzer sounds? <laughs> what is that? 1-2-3 what, what? One, Cancun. 1-2-3 Cancun? You don't know 1-2-3 Cancun? No. It's like... Do you, Barry? Well, I mean, I, I assume, you know, now they're on vacation. They're... Packing their bags, I guess they're going to Cancun to relax because the season's over, right? Well, Boston? no, it, it, the the sentiment is like if Boston came in and like fought Milwaukee to the bitter end and lost like a close game and came out and played like they gave a shit, shit, chat, they gave a, sh- yeah, gave a shit. <laughs> um, you know that would be one thing, but they they kind of already had one foot on the plane. Hence, one, two, three, Cancun is like. The cheer that, oh, the, yeah, from their, their bags room. are packed. Their bags are packed already. I got you. Yeah. You, you've all ruined it, by the way. So now we shouldn't even do it. <laughs> I don't think I can put that in the show. Because <laughs> I'm either going to look like an idiot or, uh, I don't know. JB, did you ever hear that Cancun? No, thing? actually, I'd never heard of that either. <laughs> do you guys not watch you, the you, TNT you show? You got to leave it in then. No, you you got to leave it in because I le- now I learned something. Put out a, put out a Twitter <laughs> no, poll. See, see how many. Nick fans have heard of one two three Cancun. I yeah. If if you're saying it's on the TNT show, yeah, I'm I'm now really bad at that because it usually means uh, if I'm not watching the game, I'm watching with the volume low. I'm checking something on my phone. I've realized I've become terrible at like knowing anything else that goes on other than you know the Knicks or what my six year old's asking me for. Wait, hold on. I'm watching a live a live shot. Uh, Kyrie Irving has just taken off his Boston number eleven jersey. And is peeing on it in the hallway to the locker room. <laughs> no, that's 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 not happening. I'm sorry. All right, guys, it's been a little while since we've done this, but I'm wondering if JB and and Macri, you, you'd have the honor of joining us for a little meditation to get ready for the uh, lottery on Tuesday. Um, Anything that you guys brings us luck, I can do. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what? Whatever. I, I Have mean, you heard our meditations? I don't know how to meditate. That's that's why I, I gave a kind of cavalier response. But I, I will Does do whatever. Does it involve a headphone jack or no? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh god. I, I, are you guys ready yes. for this? When you get some music going here? Yes. You guys won't hear the music, but it'll be there. Okay. So you know. I trust the process. Do a little lottery meditation. Get my meditation voice. And uh, if you guys speak, you're going to have to do this voice as well. All right? Which is like a, just a weird, creepy, whispery voice. All right? Because we need to do a little meditation. Because as we all know, on Tuesday, disappointment is likely. So the better we can all be prepared for that, the better off we will be. You guys ready? And f- on the count of five, we're going to go to a calm, peaceful place. JB Macri, are you ready? Yes. Yes. Yes, there you go. All right, on the count of five, five for the worst and most likely position we will be in after Tuesday night. And one for the best, the franchise-changing position position I like to call the it's just not gonna fucking happen position. Alright, on the count of five, you're gonna close your eyes and I want you guys to really fucking close your eyes and enter a state of calm and peacefulness. Alright, five, four, three, two, and one. Knicks fans, close your eyes. Let your arms and your legs and every part of your body and mind that has endured so much disappointment over so many years just drift away far and deep into space. You are floating, JB. Are you fucking floating, JB? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing can touch you and nobody can hurt you. You are weightless, Macri. Are you fucking weightless? Hold on, I have to put down my phone. (laughs) (laughs) You're weightless like those ping pong balls floating around in that plastic fucking sphere thing. Take a deep breath in and a slow, long, deep breath out. You feel the tingle in your extremities as you float away, weightless, burdenless. No expectations for Tuesday. What happens with those balls, Barry, is out of your control. It's out of everyone's control. (laughs) The sooner that you can accept that, the sooner you will be at peace. That's right, Barry. Get into it. And J.B. Macri, just fucking chime in whenever you want. I know it's weird. <laughs> just, but just because the it. word Zion means the kingdom of heaven, it does not mean that we are doomed to hell if we don't get him. Mm. Breathe in and breathe out. Push away all the disappointment from our past drafts and lotteries. Like five years ago, we fell two spots from two to four, missing out on the great Carl Anthony Towns and ending up with that fucking unisnake, traitor Chris Porzingis. Breathe in 
and now out. And say it with me, Knicks fans. Fuck, Fuck. poor Zingas. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, guys. Fuck, Fuck. poor Zingas. Oh, God. <laughs> We're all going to hell. Push all the... <laughs> push all those bad draft and lottery memories far away into the into the abyss they do not dictate your happiness they cannot touch you like 10 years ago when we missed the chance to draft Steph Curry by one pick and ended up with who'd we end up with guys uh, Jordan, Jordan Hill. fucking Hill Jordan fucking This is Hill, supposed to be calming us, not rising her blood pressure. I, I, I want my money back from this. <laughs> you you, you got to push it away, oh, wait, JB. Sorry, sorry. You sorry, got to bring sorry. it in close and then shove it the fuck out of here. All right, sorry. All right. <laughs> By the way, Jordan Hill averaged four points a game for us in 24 games. Oh, God. And who got picked after him? DeMar fucking DeRozan. <laughs> fuck. Breathe in and out. Four All-Stars drafted in the past 40 fucking years. Oof. It's pretty fucking bad, right, Macri? Uh, it's not good. It's not good. On the count of five, Knicks fans, <laughs> I want you to open your eyes. All right, and you're going to forget about all the bad stuff. You're going to open them with the realization that the odds are we will end up with the number five pick. And honestly, forget about Zion. If we get anything better than the five, it'll be a fucking miracle. And about as likely as Barry and his wife agreeing on a house to buy by next Tuesday. All right? Five, four, three, two, and one. Open your eyes. Oof. That got really trippy, Barry. Did you, did you take some of that weed from the house that you saw? Yeah, okay. <laughs> when he said I was floating, I was floating. He was floating. <laughs> you guys feeling better? I feel great. I really do. I might have to do this right. again on Tuesday before the the watch party. <laughs> we we could actually do like a group meditation. Listen, <laughs> if I am if I'm still upright by the time that the the uh, commissioner reveals the next pick, that'll be an accomplishment because my my work day ends at two thirty five. And they're not drawing that card until what time? Eight forty, roughly. Yeah, mm. probably like eight fifty. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, g- good luck to my liver. Uh, you know, not sliding out of my asshole that night. Uh, it's gonna be a- <laughs> you guys want to? You guys want to plug what's going on Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, JB, sure. you, so, you do it. All right. So Slattery's Midtown Pub, where we've had. Uh, our other viewing parties, I guess, and we're gonna seven thirty. Did is that what we agreed on, Macri starting? Uh, yeah, seven thirty, seven, six, five. Yeah, whatever. just show up to Slattery's Midtown. We're gonna have the the upstairs. Ten uh, percent of drink sales will go to charity. We got a signed Kevin Knox jersey that we're gonna raffle off. Maybe a few other things, but the point is, we're all gonna get together. We're all gonna bring whatever good luck things we have. Um, and it, I guess people are saying it could turn ugly if they end up fifth. I look at it as if you've never gone to the bar with the hopes of getting lucky, um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, it's the same thing here, but at least 
we're doing something for charity. I guess you guys, well, actually, Barry, I was going to ask you, I'm going to ask you around the pod. I didn't hear from you. Are you able to at least come or no? Yeah, I'll be there. All right. So you will, there you go. There's so Barry. I, I don't think I will pod. be there, just so you know. Oh, no, there's a chance. Honestly, I don't will. even think I could handle it if I was there. Is there a chance? There, it's extremely unlikely. 14% chance? No, I won't be there. But anyways, <laughs> that's going to do it for this show. All right. You can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow JB at Nick Film School. And Macri, what's yours? I always get it wrong. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it is, what is it? It's uh, JC Macri NBA, I think. <laughs> Subscribe to our podcast and the Nick's Film School podcast. A uh, very special thank you to JB and Macri for letting us be a part of this two-part combo. Boondoggle. What is it? Boondoggle. Love child. Thank you guys, man. This was this was fun. This was I've had more laughs on this pod than I think uh, any any other one that I've <laughs> agreed. All right, so we're gonna close out like we always close out with a little twist. Let's see how it goes. It is a hard Nick's life film school. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh shit! I fucked see? it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we fuck it up every week, Macri. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is a hard Nick's film school life. There you go. Good. Later, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.